You've come looking for trouble? You've found it. This is the baddest biker bar in the investment world. Welcome to the Danger Zone. Yes, it's the Danger Zone on Money Life, where we talk with the experts from New Constructs, which is a securities firm that brings together discounted cash flow analysis and forensic accounting. It does this by digging in at the footnotes level and working its way back up. And what it finds in a lot of cases is that numbers are misleading. Now look, if it happens to be that something is actually better off than it looks from a standard top-down analysis, well, that's working in your favor and that makes something attractive. But if it's something that looks good and the beauty's only skin deep, well, that could be misleading in a way that is dangerous. If you want to learn more about how it works, go to newconstructs.com. They're on Twitter at newconstructs. Kyle Gusky is investment analyst at New Constructs. He's back with me again this week. Kyle, welcome back to Money Life. Great to be back. Thanks. Who's in the danger zone this week? Five nine. Danger, danger. Five nine. It's ticker F I V N. It is written out five, the word written out, and then the number nine with no spaces. It is the latest addition to your list of zombie stocks. And zombie stocks are those that seem to be on life support in terms of how are they going to raise any more cash to keep going. But what is it specifically just beyond the zombie status that has you looking at 5.9 right now? Yeah, so it follows a lot of the similar traits we've seen with previous zombie stocks, obviously a negative interest coverage ratio. So, you know, current income doesn't cover the interest on debt, dwindling cash reserves, you know, cash on hand balance, high free cash flow burn over the trailing 12 months. And, you know, a what we've been calling months till bankruptcy of less than two years, you know, 24 months. 5.9 has 21 months runway based on trailing 12 months cash burn and cash on hand. And it's, you know, similar story recently with Ring Central. They've got a business that has a specialized product in contact centers. They're going up against competition that has kind of a broad suite of products. Call centers are just one thing that Microsoft can offer you. Call centers are just one thing that other competitors, you know, we've got Cisco and even Amazon's getting into it somewhat, Zoom with video calls and everything. So there's a lot of competition and Ring or Five9 is, you know, one of those pieces of that larger suite. So you've got, you know, smaller companies, smaller offering going against these big competition, small, you know, less than two years of runway on cash and fundamentals have looked bad for many years. You've got negative core earnings, negative economic book value, which is kind of the no growth value of the stock negative margins, negative ROIC, you know, negatives across the board. This company, we should make it clear, it's cloud software for contact centers. You mentioned it was the, the contact companies, call centers and, and what have you. Again, crowded space or potentially crowded space. The first thing, however, some people might say if they go to look at this company is it's trading at like 65 bucks a share. 65 bucks a share doesn't feel like a company that's, you know, on death's door. But one of the things people need to know about value stocks is price doesn't actually signal health, does it? Not at all. We've seen a lot of these zombie stocks trading in the hundreds of dollars. They're down into the single digits teams recently. Um, we've seen Carvana's plummet. I think they were trading, might've been 300 at one point. Um, they're down in the single digits now. So it's definitely not a you know share price means healthy company. And that high share price is untethered to the actual fundamentals of the business. Um, we look at, you know, our different valuation scenarios. We want to see what's kind of baked into that current stock price. 
to justify the current price, they'd have to you know, improve NOPAT margin to 6%. Right now it's negative nine. And then grow revenue by 29% compounded annually through 2031. That's above the industry CAGR. That's almost 30% a year for a decade. That's huge expectations. And that's just to reach the current price. Anything less than that would mean the stock has big downside, which is kind of what we expect. Is there a likely catalyst here? I mean, zombie stocks don't really need a catalyst. Time is its own catalyst for them because they're going to run out of cash. But is there anything that's going to make this thing go down? And then you talked about valuation scenarios. What's it actually worth? Yeah, time's definitely a big factor here. We've seen also the interest rate environment. You know, if we keep seeing interest rates rise, that makes it even more difficult to raise capital. We've seen, you know, a few rallies here and there with a couple of days up on the market and some of these zombie stocks, you know, bounce big time, but then they fall just as hard, the, you know, the following days after that. So we do think it's a time issue. It's also a competitive issue. If the market and the economy cools off, we could see less demand for some of these software companies. We've already seen kind of the tech sector take a big hit from their, you know, post COVID gains and market share and revenues and whatnot. So it's definitely a weakening environment for some of these software companies. And so when we look at, you know, what could the downside be? Even if we kind of look at, you know, hey, no pop margin improves to that 6%, which is in the middle of some of their competitors that's still well above their all-time high, which was 2% back in 2018. If they grow revenue at consensus in 22 and 23, and then continue that 23 consensus rate out through 2031, you'd be looking at, you know, 26 a share today, which is obviously a significant cut. And then as a zombie, you know, we look at this and say, hey, this might not even be worth a dollar. It's got 780 plus million in debt. You've got 53 million in stock options, some underfunded pensions. And it gives it that economic book value of, you know, negative 18 a share at this point, which kind of means, you know, investors aren't going to see any dollar of economic earnings, which would mean the stock's really not worth anything. So the best scenario gets it down to a value of $26 a share. That's a 60% haircut. The worst scenarios get it down to zero. Obviously, nobody's necessarily rooting for that. And of course, as it gets closer, that's where stupid money risk comes in. Is this enough of a business that somebody's going to want to buy it who is maybe the competitors or maybe wants is the big company that doesn't yet compete with the Microsofts of the world in this space? Or is there not much stupid money risk here? A year ago, there probably would have been more. You know, we've looked at some of these and kind of the landscape's changing. Companies aren't willing to kind of go out on a limb and just acquire growth as they have in the past. You'd be buying a company that, yes, it might add some users to your existing, but it's not going to add much and, you know, a huge feature increase or a new product for a lot of these competitors. But they've already got existing and competing products and capital to kind of build them if they truly wanted to. So in the current environment, we think that there is less stupid money risk. If the stock were to fall, obviously that could increase some of the risk there, but at the current valuation, it's nowhere near kind of a rational level. So it would be truly stupid money if someone stepped in right now. And you don't want to be the stupid money. You want to be the smart money. And the smart money from New Construct says, stay away from 5.9. It's ticker symbol F-I-V-N, zombie stock number 28 on their list. If you want to learn about the zombie stocks, go to newconstructs.com on Twitter at New Constructs. Kyle Gusky is investment analyst for New Constructs. Kyle, great to chat with you. Thanks for having me. Up next on Money Life, it's the other interview. Dave Brizano, head of the team at Poland Capital Credit, will be here talking capital markets and credit when we come back in just a moment. 